Welcome back to the Knicks Wall at the Buzzer. My name is Josh, and I'm here with Patrick and Dean. We're going to be discussing the Knicks 105-96 loss against the Golden State Warriors. Of course, this was the game where Stephen Curry hit his last two threes to finally surpass Ray Allen as a leading all-time three-point shot maker in the league. Uh, the game did not end in the Knicks' favor. There was some bright points. There was some... Mediocre points as well. Dean, do you want to take it away? Absolutely. So it was amazing to see Deuce McBride get his first real chance. Um, like I said earlier on Twitter, Evan Fournier has gotten exactly 28 chances, and he had one signature game, and it was the very first game. We've seen McBride get one chance, played very well. Eight points. He was a plus four in a game that the Knicks lost. Played really, really great defense. And I really liked the way that he fought on the glass. I know we're going to talk more about this game. But he was getting contested rebound, boxing out, you know, using his strength, and then pushing the ball. A couple of times he found Knox for a, a dunk that, you know, Knox ended up getting fouled. And he also found him on a three that he connected on. And also last game, of course, we saw Quentin Grimes get his one chance and really capitalize on it. So I think there's something to be said for playing guys who are going to play with a sense of urgency because – Kevin Fournier has this guaranteed role. He played 29 minutes tonight. He was a minus 13. He scored two points. One of five from the field, two points. Just really, he's just not doing anything. He was always chasing around Andrew Wiggins. Couldn't stay in front. He has a, a hard time keeping up with guys off ball. And that's what I wanted to lead with. It's just that I think these young guys are earning it, and we should see more of them. Yeah, um... You hit it right on the head. We need to see more of the young guys. They come in with, they play with pride. They play with urgency. You see it on all game long, how, you know, how they hustle. And just to touch on Fournier again, fifth straight game with, without with failing to reach 10 points. Like, come on, this is what they paid you for, to get the ball in the hoop. And you can't even do that. It's, he's basically just getting his cardio in at this point. You know, 29 minutes, two points, one of five shooting, like you mentioned, it's, it's unacceptable at this point. And when does, you know, when does Steve start to consider reducing his role, you know? But, you know, let's move on from that. And, um, you know, shout out to Steph Curry. Uh, Josh mentioned that at the beginning, you know, all-time leader in threes. And um, it was great to see Julius Randle have a great game. He, 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 he scored 31 points, had seven rebounds, five assists. He was awesome in the third quarter. Um, known as Noel, um, he played well for a change. You know, we haven't seen him play well recently. Hopefully that's a sign of him getting healthier. Um, and again, um, shout out to Deuce, man. He came in and um, seized his opportunity again, just like the young guys. They, they keep showing up and... Kevin Knox was solid again, 9.7 rebounds, just, you know, making the most of his opportunity. And hopefully, you know, when the team gets back 100% healthy, these guys can 
still be part of the the rotation and you know we can see them uh continue to well contribute to what the team's been doing because even though the, the Knicks lost and the game was a little sloppy the, the score like they kept it close and um they 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 look pretty good at least the young guys look pretty good um uh, we lost. Unfortunately, we couldn't see more of uh, Quinn Grimes because you know he went he went into COVID protocol. But um, it was good to see um, the other young guys um, step up. Yeah, and I was mentioning that uh, Grimes and Deuce had made the most of their opportunities. Also, got to mention that Kevin Knox for the second game in a row was active. Nine points on just four shot attempts, two of three from the three point line. Got to the line a couple of times, three of four there, seven rebounds. Knicks played at a at a neutral level when he was on the court, and he actually closed the game at the four next to Randall at the five. So it was nice to see Tibbs try something out to get more offense on the court. And uh, yeah, so Josh, what were you thinking about maybe maybe Alec Burks's game? Some of the other guys, how they fared tonight? Man, Alec Burks. I mean, he finished the game with fourteen points, four assists, and four or fifteen from the field, but. I, looking at the box score, I don't know how he scored 14 points. It felt like he was ice cold for most of the night. I know he kind of hit a couple shots later on, later on in the game and got to the free throw line. But man, and that third quarter was dreadful. He could not hit any of those wide open looks that Julius Randle was producing. Julius Randle was the only guy who could produce anything in that that second half of the game. Um, I think Tibbs might have kept that starting lineup in the game for way too long. Um, we had a really good chance to, you know, surpass the Warriors because they weren't really playing any very inspiring game in that third quarter was really dragged down uh looking at the score for that quarter the Knicks only scored 16 points or only scored 24 points I was a little um worried heading into that third quarter because that's usually when the the Warriors kind of catch fire and so everything starts to you know you know lock in and they start to you know go on their runs that that third quarter death that the Warriors usually have in you know, their you know their prime days but you know even now they still have a really high differential but, you know, Julius Randle, like you guys were saying earlier, amazing. I think he entered halftime with, I think he was three of nine from the field. And I think after that, he came and he missed his first shot. And he was like three of 10 from the field. And after that, I believe he was seven or 11 from the field. Finished the game 10 of 21 from the field for 40, about 48%, and then hit five of his, eight of his threes. That's really good. That was really good to see Julius Randle lock in and you know they were saying on the broadcast that they tried to get Julius Randle easy buckets going downhill and um I don't think he I think he got downhill a couple times but it was just good to see him hit those threes those back-to-back threes and you know that really you know aids his, aids his confidence and went to the line six times made all those free throws um this is a really good sign for Julius Randle uh you know he was the only guy who was helping us in those times and you know we kind of need that from him especially when you know, our offense gets bogged down and, you know, it was painful to see the starting lineup couldn't hit anything. Like you guys were talking about Fournier. It's painful because I don't know what's going on with him. I was hopeful that he was going to have a good game today. Kind of snap out of that funk that he, whatever he's in, because, you know, he likes to play in those National League broadcast games, maybe against the Warriors would have been a, would have been inspired. But two points, like, like Patrick was saying, hasn't scored in double just past five or so games. That's unacceptable for him, man. Didn't even make a three today. I mean, obviously, he only scored two points, but like that's that, that's the real that's the role he was brought here to do is to juice up the offense. And his defense isn't stellar. Um, 
he got blown by by whatever defender, Andrew Wiggins, multiple times tonight. Just disappointing. I, I, On a positive note, I think this is the best New Orleans Noel has looked all year. Unless I'm blanking on a game earlier this year that he played well in, but I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. He had three blocks tonight and seven rebounds, and he was just really active on D. Um, he was the good version of Nerlens Noel tonight. Only scored three points, but you know, he got a steal in there too. And he was deflecting passes. I think we, we've mentioned before that you know, a few years ago with OKC, I, I remember reading a, a stat that he was leading the league in deflections. That's what he does. He's a disruptor on defense. Just doesn't let the other team get comfortable when he's on. Now, this doesn't erase the way that he's been playing recently, but if this is a sign that uh, his health is improving with that, uh, that knee sprain, I think it is, that he's been dealing with, um, then that would be really huge for the Knicks because I don't see Tibbs taking him out of the lineup. I think he really trusts Nolan Noel. And uh, so Nolan Noel had his best game in a while. Julius Randle had his best game in a while. He was 5 of 8 from downtown and shooting it with a lot of confidence. And it's funny because I think there was a play in the second quarter where Randall caught it. Uh, he pump faked the three. He got by his defender. He had an open two. He didn't want to take that either. He drove, and I think he lost the ball. And everyone on Twitter is blowing up just saying, man, like I wish he had the confidence to just put these up. These are his shots. These were his shots. And he was just unconscious in the second half. He wasn't passing up anything, shooting threes right on the catch, even creating some off the dribble taking it right at Draymond Green to the basket on one play. I was really impressed by that. So if we get moving forward, Nerlens Noel and Julius Randle in a better form than they've been in, that changes the fortunes of this team, I think, in a major way. Yeah, um, we mentioned it in the last part, too. You know, like uh, Julius uh, was passive uh, the last few games. Um, and tonight, you know, he took control in the second half and he kept the team in the game, you know. Uh, the t uh, the rest of the team kind of struggled in the second half, but Julius, you know, he kept he kept pushing, and you know, he he was assertive and took control of the offense, and you know, started to get his buckets. So, um, the more we need more of that, we need more more assertive Julius, a little bit more selfishness from him. You know, it's good that he passes the ball and he's looking for his teammates, his open teammates. But, you know, sometimes we need our main guy to be the main guy. And um, it was it was really great to see him get to that, uh, uh, build up that confidence again to say, all right, um, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to take over now. You know, so that was good. Um, one thing that I'm, I'm that I'm concerned about is Derek Rose. Like, you know, he started off the game um, really well. I think he scored 10 points in the first half, but he, he slowed down in the second half. And I think. Um, all the minutes he's playing with um, all the guys out are starting to um, wane on him. So um, I thought maybe Kemba would have got in tonight just because the Knicks lost a, one another body to COVID and Clint Grimes. Well, I don't want to say lost another body to COVID. That sounds crazy. But, you know, he went into COVID protocol. But, um, you know, um, maybe, um, you know, Thibs can um, play around a little bit more with the lineup and, you know, uh, get some fresher bodies in there just so there isn't so much pressure on Derrick Rose to produce because, um, you know, he was brought in in a limited role anyway. So, you know, I mean, obviously Derrick Rose isn't gonna, you know, he's not gonna say no to playing, you know, he's, he's a professional, but, um, you know, I feel like, um, um, you know, other guys could benefit, you know, from, um, from some guys being out and, 
you know, just to keep Derrick Rose fresh, um, you know, just Stips could just like slow up on having him play so much, you know, just so he can be, just to keep him, you know, light on, just to keep him light so he doesn't like um, burn out. Yeah, some people were a little surprised that Kemba didn't get some minutes tonight, uh, especially in light of that, you know, a lot of the the toll that it might take on Derrick Rose to play this much. He played 34 minutes, but was like a big focus of the offense when he was out there and had some tough uh, defensive work to do tonight. So, uh, but McBride stepped into that role playing 20 minutes tonight, a lot more than anyone expected. I thought that he wasn't going to play. And I, when he came in with six seconds left in the first quarter, I tweeted like, yeah, that's right. Like get him his six seconds. Uh, Cause I was pissed. Cause I was hoping we would see a lot of him, but then he was out there to start the second quarter. And with, on the first play of the second quarter, um, he sized up his defender for like seven, eight seconds, ended up with a step back in the corner and hit it. And that other three he hit was beautiful too. Again, off the dribble, got some nice lift and actually looked really pretty. I was glad to see that. Cause in some garbage time so far this year, uh, he's taken some tough looks and, like got an all air, just grazed the rim. Yeah, he looked good. Um, he looked he looked good pushing the pace a little bit there too, and um, he 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 started the fourth quarter. I think Tibbs brought him back in with twenty six seconds left in the third or something like that. I guess he wanted Fournier to get his exercise in before bringing Deuce back in, and uh, Deuce played a, a big chunk of the of the fourth quarter, which is great to see. You know, just just him getting in there. Um, he looked confident. Um, like you mentioned earlier, he's a, a a a demon on defense. You know, he was all over the place. Um, he he poked he he got in the he got in the passing lanes, poked a few balls away. Um, he was on Steph Curry. Um, even though Curry hit a hit uh, hit a three in his face, you know, what kind of welcome to the NBA moment. But um, you know, um, Deuce isn't scared. You know, he he got in there and just did what he had to do. You know, he stepped up. Josh, anything on Deuce yeah. or what you saw? Hey, you guys have been touching on it perfectly. Um, like you guys were saying, Deuce, Deuce McBride coming into the game, it was beautiful to see. And you can kind of see, like, that defensive identity that Knicks were playing with last year when they have those kind of grinded-out guys who can just play well when that, you know, long, young lineup was in there with Deuce, Kevin Knox. Um, I believe Julius was in there at the end of the game. Like, you see them, they were playing with a, an edge to them, you know, you know, cutting at, you know, cutting into the defenders and, um, you know, diving at the ball at the right time and, you know, making those correct um, rotations and everything like that. It was, it was beautiful to see. Um, just touching on, you know, the box score again, you can see Miles O'Brien positive four on, you know, plus minus and Evan Fournier negative 13. Those are the, the most um, spread out from the, from this game. And you can see it in the play. Um, Evan Fournier wasn't doing much, you know, touched on it earlier. Tibbs brought him in early back in the early on in the game for maybe it was probably his cardio and Miles McBride closed and you were excited about that. It was good to see him come in, make that, you know, um, that pull up shot earlier on in the game and he hit a three as well. And I mean, some, I mean, he's still a rookie and you're at times he's, you know, it's good to see him be confident and go up with those other shots. And like, he had like a, it was like a jelly layup at the rim that didn't really look as beautiful, but you know it was good to see him have confidence to not be gun shy and take those shots. And you know, you guys touched on earlier, Kevin Knox. I think is amazing that he's getting these reps earlier and and performing well. Yeah. 
nine points. Yeah, it was rebounds. nice to see him go up there. Exactly. Two or four from the field. You know, really efficient. Made his went to the line, hit three or four of his free throws. Um, from a guy who's been on the bench most of this year and last year, just seeing him come to the games and play solidly. And you know, when he puts up one of those shots in the corner or any shot from three, you feel confident that it's gonna go in. And that's good to have from some guy on the off the bench, even though he, he might not be here next season or he might not be here by the trade deadline. You never know what's gonna happen with this team. But you know, it's good to see Kevin Knox go out there and produce a little something. Yeah, I'm proud of Knox for staying ready. Um, right after the last game uh, where he played and he played well, we immediately saw some uh, a tweet from I forget who one of the you know one of the heavy hitter newsbreaker types on Twitter saying that uh, there are some teams that have expressed interest in Kevin Knox. I feel like that's more of a PR thing. I don't know what a team will be looking to give up for him. Um, and probably a second round pick or something like that. And like, you know, I wouldn't be mad at it because I don't know if uh, Tibbs has any kind of plans for Knox, probably doesn't with with guys healthy. I definitely wouldn't want him playing over Obi. I think you could get a little creative, give Obi some center minutes and maybe get Knox and his shooting out there. But yeah, we might uh, we might not see him um, on this team moving forward. I know that people are looking forward to this December 15th when a lot of contracts become tradable as a time where, uh, there might be a lot of shuffling around the league, but like I, I was reading the other day that there, the last time there was a trade on December 15th was years ago. Like it really doesn't happen often. Um, hopefully, or I mean, I don't mean hopefully like I need to see moves happen, but I, as a fan of the league, I like to see moves happen. So probably in the coming weeks, we'll see something shake up maybe with Ben Simmons or, you know, one of the other guys that's been out on the market, um, you know, rumors wise. I wanted to touch on the fact that the Knicks did a good job not letting this be the absolute Steph Curry show. He was only two away, so it was kind of a given that he was going to get to that. But he went 5 of 14 from downtown. There were some misses where he was pretty open. The defense wasn't excellent, and he just happened to miss them. But there was also times where the defense on him was pretty great, and he was 8 of 19 from the field. But he was 5 of 14 from three, and Bielitsa was four of four from three, five of five from the field. And some of those were the real classic um, Knicks defensive plays where like, what do you think this guy is on the court to do? Like, what do you think this six foot 10 kind of Husky European power forward is out there on the court to do? He just wants to shoot threes and they're just leaving right. him wide open. Like he's an afterthought. Like his name is Nemanja Bielica. Like, does that sound like a, <laughs> like a slasher? Does that sound like a slash? Right. Obviously, he wants to shoot three. He's got a picture-perfect form. You're giving him that. And so, yeah, he didn't even miss. This is where the Knicks are losing on the margins. Even Wiggins, like Wiggins was three of six. Some of those were wide open. Wiggins isn't Steph Curry. Neither is Bielitsa. But you can't leave him wide open. He's got a, he's got a nice-looking jumper. He makes them. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, it, It's one of those, um, those uh, lesser-known guys that comes in, you know, and just – torches the Knicks because the Knicks they think he, he he's an afterthought so they maybe sag off or like you know pay no mind him and he'll, he, you know this is a th at the end of the day this is this is a professional player if you leave him open enough he's gonna hit his shots you know if you don't pay attention to him he's gonna take advantage so like you said like he's he's a European or what he's you know a finesse player because that's what they do over there. They play finesse basketball. So he's going to shoot. He's not going to be down there banging with Nerlens or Mitch. He's going to be outside looking, waiting to waiting for his opportunity to 
hit those open shots. Um, but as far as um, uh, the, the game, um, you know, like you, we didn't get the result that we hoped for with the win. But um, I'm not too upset just because I saw a lot of things that I liked. You know, um, with with Kevin Knox um, just continuing to stay ready, like you mentioned. Um, again, you know, Deuce coming back in and Julius looking like he's getting some confidence again. Um, so, you know, I know the Knicks are, in, in, uh, are on a slide right now. They're one and seven in their last eight. Um, you know, that's not ideal. But tonight they actually look good. And like you mentioned, it, it wasn't the Steph Curry show. They didn't get run out the gym, you know. They played a, they played, pretty uh, for the most part a team game, and um, I don't know. I just felt like even the perimeter defense looked a little bit better. You know, you saw, you saw guys out there playing with, you know, with with pride. They were chasing guys around, and you saw how, how beautifully the Warriors moved the ball. You know. Like, there was a lot of possessions where everybody touched the ball in the Warriors. They're just zipping the ball around. And, you know, the Knicks, for the most part, they they tried to stay on them. And um, it showed tonight, you know, um, like uh, you said, Steph Curry didn't go crazy, even though he broke the record. But, um, you know, I, I feel like, um, you know, even though the Knicks lost, they look, they look pretty good. They look better than they have in – they look better than they have recently. Yeah, like you said, the Knicks looked pretty good all around tonight. Um, but just touch on that, the end of the lineup again. I think that you have to, you know, try Julius Randle and, you know, another shooter. Like, I like how they toss Kevin Knox at the end of the game to kind of give Randle that open court and, you know, find a different way to utilize the game. The Roars do run a lot of small balls, so kind of give them that option. But Julius Randle at the five should definitely be something that the Knicks have to go to more we don't have a stretch five that can open the floor for Randall. So Randall has to take that assignment, whether it's guarding, you know, maybe it's a bigger guy down there, but they have to, you know, stretch out this floor for him and you know, might be Obi in there. I know his shot hasn't been up to par as of late. So the paint might be a little more crowded. But just having those options out there and you know, Randall's making a lot of plays in the game. I know the guys like Alex Burks didn't hit their shots for the most part when he is on the court getting shots, but when you see the other guys on the floor out there with like defenders who all as well, who can kind of, you know, cover up ground. That's when the Knicks are at their best. Um, especially when Julius Randle is clicking and it didn't, you know, go in the way and, and Knicks. Yeah. Who do we have next up? I never know this. I'm never ready for this information. The Rockets at home or in mm-hmm. Houston? at home. That I'm not sure. I think it's, a, I think it's a home game. Josh, would you have I'm to pretty make? sure it's a home game. That would be Thursday. Yep. No, in Houston. In Houston. Yeah, I thought so because uh, I'm living in Austin, and so I had I had it circled when uh, the Knicks are coming to Texas. Didn't end up getting any tickets to any of those games, but so against the Rockets, the Rockets have been playing a hell of a lot better. I think they've won seven of nine, something like that. Maybe eight of nine. They've been mm-hmm. a lot better. Eric Gordon is balling. We said it before the podcast started that we hope we don't um, have to see Evan Fournier losing Eric Gordon on screens and uh, let it be the Eric Gordon show. I think that whatever Steph Curry left on the table tonight, Eric Gordon might be able to make up for it with the, with the Knicks three point defense. And we know the Knicks also played down to their competition. Obviously Houston has been playing a lot better than the Knicks. 
but it's still Houston personnel wise. The Knicks should have an advantage and you would hope that that shows out on the court. Um, Christian Wood has been playing really, really well. They started to use him as the center more often, and that's uh, turned a lot of things around for them. They're having a classic uh, hot stretch for DJ Augustine, who it seems like he's been around forever. He's on that Bobcats team with Kemba that won like seven games. But he's still out here. He's still shooting threes. He's still a crafty guard. And just got to hope that the Knicks build. I think RJ and Obi will probably still be out with the protocols are and grinds, but maybe we get to see Deuce again. And I'm enjoying this stretch. Anytime the Knicks are downsized, anytime that they're shorthanded, I, I like to see guys get the opportunity when they normally wouldn't and try to do something with it. So I'm hoping to see more of Deuce. I'm, I've been enjoying watching Kevin Knox again. We forget that he averaged like 14 a game as a rookie, one rookie of the month, one month. And, been enjoying this stretch of Knicks basketball, even if there's been losses. I think that Houston is a great chance to get back on track with a W. Yeah, the Rockets have been playing some great basketball as, late, as of late. Their most recent one was against the Hawks. It was a high-scoring game, 132-126. Like Dean said earlier, Eric Gordon's been playing some phenomenal basketball. I think he's averaging about 20 points maybe over the last two weeks or so. Um, a great vet. Good to see him get that trade value up. Another Rockets probably looking at other kind of contenders out would be interested in him. So, you know, maybe we can slide a deal with him, slide up for you to the, the, the Rockets, you know, muscle might be there, but, you know, another guy I want to shout out on the, the Rockets we have to watch out for, Garrison Matthews and playing some really good basketball as of late. Uh, even off the bench, they have Alperin Shengun, the, the rookie. Uh, he's probably the best rookie right now because, um, I mean, based off of expectation, uh, Jalen Green hasn't playing that well. I think he might be out. I don't know if he came back already, but yeah, I think he's still out, but, you know, his his game hasn't been up to par. I think he's having like a down year, kind of maybe a little bit similar to how RJ played in his first his first year, based on the expectations of what he should have produced. I think he's averaging around 14 points um around there. But um yeah, they have a lot of other guys off the bench. DJ Augustine, he dropped 22 points off the bench for them. So they have a lot of weapons. You gotta watch out for them. They have hustle guys like Jay Sean Tate, like um you guys said earlier, Christian Wood is a Stretch big who can give us some problems. We have to make sure we cover him out there. And I mean, they have shooters too. Armani Brooks, um, nice guy like that. So we got to make sure we defend the three-point line because they can they can score a lot of points and we have to watch out for them and not let them, you know, destroy our defense. Yeah, um, like you guys just said, the Rockets are playing well. Um, hopefully the Knicks can get back on track, you know. Um, this is, they're not, even though they are playing um, much better as of late. Um, I feel I feel like the Knicks uh, still have an advantage, like Dean mentioned, just based off of the players on both sides. Um, you know, maybe uh, hopefully the Knicks can get back on track with this one. And I, I just want to touch on one thing that um, Josh mentioned. Um, uh, just I like to see Julius um, with um, with more shooters around them, just because it opens up the floor for them to just do different things like um, him and Kevin Knox um, look good together on the court, you know? Um, so um, it was great to see. Maybe we, uh, hopefully we get more of that versus the Rockets, you know, uh, uh, a team with a little bit less experience. Maybe the Knicks could take advantage of some matchups and situations there and, you know, hopefully they can get back on track and hopefully th these young guys um, continue to show them why they deserve to play, you know, and why, you know, the Knicks invested in them, you know? 
Um, this is why they're here, and they're sh and they're showing um, why they're why they're getting these opportunities. Yeah, one last thing before we sign off for tonight. Imagine what it would look like to have Deuce McBride and to have Quentin Grimes in the rotation together. I mean, we got to see them on back-to-back -back nights, and it's been awesome, first Grimes and then Deuce. But with the intensity that both of them played with, the three-point threat they have, the hunger they play with, they want to prove something. This is the identity that the Knicks should have. Last year, they were projected for 22.5 wins, and they won 40 games. Mm -hmm. Or they won... What did they win? 41 and 31 they went. 40, 41, last year, yep. Yeah, last year they blew out their expected wins That's because they played harder than anyone in the league. I've been watching this team right. for a long time, and I was just, like, floored by the fact that every single night, even when they lost, I knew that they tried pretty much as hard as you could possibly expect a team to try. And that was supposed to be yeah. this team's identity. And I don't, know, I don't know what happened in the span of one offseason, but these guys thought – that like, I guess that they'd made it and they could take their foot off the gas a little bit. No, that's not the case right. at all. Like this team was modeled after we're going to play harder than you, but this year they were supposed to have a little bit more shot making with Kemba and Fournier. Those two guys haven't mm -hmm. worked out. The Knicks need to get back to, um, you know, not necessarily go back to like a grinded slow style, try to try to emphasize transition a little bit more but it's going to be with defense that this team is going to be good. You know, we got some nice players on this team, talented offensive players, but probably not uh, on the par of being like a top 10 offense or anything like that. Maybe not even top half of the league. Defensively, just with sheer effort and will, I think the Knicks could get back to a pretty high level. Yeah, um, and, and you see um, these are the kinds of players that they wants. Like, you see um, what Deuce McBride um, does. Like, he's uh, he's all over, he's like he's like white on rice when he's on defense. Whoever he's guarding, he's all over them. You know, this Facts. these are the kind of players that Thibs, you know, um, lives for. You know, just aren't those defensive players. Like these guys have a motor that doesn't stop. And you saw with Quentin Grimes, and you know, Deuce is showing you now, and even Kevin Knox. You know, he like he's he's all over his. Like tonight, he looked good on defense. Um, so just, you know, just play to your identity, play to the strength of your guys, you know? Um, the Knicks, like Dean said, you know, just get back to, you know, what you do well. Back, just talking about Deuce one more time, it's amazing to see that Tibbs had the confidence to leave him in. Like, we classify um, a man quickly as a good defender, but just see that Tibbs had the confidence to leave a guy like that defending in closing time against the Warriors and to leave him on Steph for the most part to guard him, that shows me a lot that he, that's the kind of kind of player he wants on this team. And he was impressed by what he did and left him out on the floor. And, you know, hopefully that he can bring some of his momentum from this game, some of the confidence, him playing against such a good player like that and stuff. And knowing that, you know, that's probably one of the hardest jobs he's ever going to have to do in, in the NBA. And if you can carry that momentum, that kind of confidence over to get like Houston, play against these guys, you know, that can do a lot for him, and hopefully he gets the time to play again. And, you know, that'll that's amazing. So I'm looking definitely looking forward to this game, seeing if Deuce can come back on the floor and, you know, produce again. But thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Wall at the Buzzer Podcast. We'll catch you for the next game against the Rockets. Have a good one.